We're live, Jim. We're live. Yay. We're in beanie hats. Yeah. Are these are these beanie hats? What is the difference between a beanie hat and just what we used to call... Well, what would these be? Bob, these be bobble. What they're called? Not bubbles, because they ain't got pump on my No, but there seems to be this this rise of people wearing um, these long beanies. The long ones. You know, they fall. They kind of like baggy at back. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen that this year. Like, There's a guy in America that I watch a bit on social media. He's a funny guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about him. Swears yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. But he always wears a beanie hat, and um, right. you know, he's very street. I think he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, but he'll be selling his product, right? It's all about the merch. I don't think he's selling beanies yet. He's actually well, got, he he's, got into, he's got into making um, he's got into making shoes with K Swiss. All oh, right, right. Well, the Gary V something or other. Yeah, but he's, he's not short of a few bobbers. He's an interesting fella because he, he he always talks about what he does. He doesn't do it for the money. He does it, he does it because he enjoys it. <coughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he has a plan. There's there's a yeah, there's yeah. a team in America. I think it's a American football team. Yeah, called the Jets. Yeah. And he want the New York Jets. New he York wants to Jets, buy it, it, and that's his plan to to buy it. Yeah, but it's like forty grand for an hour, isn't it? I've never seen him. I've yeah. I've never as I've never seen him. I've never I've never inquired how much he costs because, quite frankly, yeah, if he's forty grand an hour, I can think of a way better way to spend my forty grand. Than, I, um, I know Nine than Dots I, wanted to book him, and uh, they're saying like he's about forty grand an hour. Well, he used to be. So, he used to be everywhere, but he's a proper media whore. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. which is what we're talking about today. Media whores. Horse, no, just media. Horse, just, no, big media. Oh, special no, subject. That. We'll get, we'll get pulled off. Um, <laughs> it's going all downhill, John. <laughs> we can't. We're going to talk about. Head. We're going to talk about media. Are you comfortable? You look like you sat up a bit there. Get laid back. I'm all right. I'm chilled. Chill. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, Come whoa, on, whoa, you're, whoa. Turning, you're tipping everything over here. What's going on? Whoa, pull, whoa. That, pull that towards you a bit. Hang on. How much are Yeah, go on then. There you go. You're modelling, but let's just check it because we're on the we're on the. the Tube of Am I tube on the tube? The tube. You're very bouncy there because I had this set up for Sue. Let me just adjust you out because you're a bit louder than Sue. Um, Do we need to start again? No, no. We're not that doing that. No, what, what we, what this podcast, we've, we've often said this. It would be really interesting just to let the camera roll a bit. When we're, the talking nonsense. when we're talking nonsense, because there's always something comes out, and I think bloody hell, we should have, we should have made something of that. Should have done something. Yeah. And, and we've already been chit chatting for a few minutes before we we started rolling the microphone, and and we have been talking about media, and it's something we talk about a lot. Um, this concept of creation of media. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose what I, what I will do. I mean, we have to, we did talk about this before we started recording the podcast. Is I wanted to sort of go back to when when did media become a thing. It's you know, always been a thing, but when did it change to a point? This is this is my theory on the current on, state then. of let's have a booty media. theory. If you look at if you look at what we had back in the eighties, because we both we both know the eighties, and, and we were both in our formative years, I suppose, in in the eighties. That there was there was a very a, a very split section of things you could do, and they, they were all very separate. So there was the newspapers. There was the Sun and the, the the Star and all this kind of stuff. The quality ones, you mean, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, I never... I, I, I was more know. of a Telegraph reader myself and the FT. And were you the FT reader? You're very loud again, John. I'm going to have to just drop you another couple of dots there. No, yeah, I wasn't. There was there was newspapers. Yep. So that was one element of media. Yep. Then you had the, the, the television. Three channels. It, oh, then, on four channels, no, yeah. Channel 4 came in, and then there were Channel yeah. 5, and then it's taken on from well, there. Well, 5, the 80s, or 5, 90s. 
I'm not sure. I think and do you remember you had to get your TV adjusted as well to watch it? Well, it, it became this thing where we were used to television going off at a certain time of night. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you you would get to 10, 11 o'clock. And so there was television. So, the, so we had yep. newspapers, television. We've always had radio. I mean, that's something that's been around a lot longer than television has been around. Not, yep. long, not as long as newspapers. No, nope, no. Nope. But, but radio was a thing. And again, there was, when I was growing up, it was always the um, the Steve Wright in the afternoon. Still is. But he used to do the Radio 1. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. what seems to happen with people like that is they go from the start of it, Radio 1 to and just drop two. the channels if it comes to Radio yeah. 2 and so on. So you had these forms of media, what I'd call as media. So there, were, there was a way that we, we could um, read it, we, we could watch it and listen to it, and then a way we could just listen to it. Yeah. And I think of all those mediums, the one that's probably, the one that's been around my life longest has got to be radio. I, I do I do like radio. Right, okay. See in the corner over here, we've got um, a Roberts Radio. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Do you listen to the Archers? I listen to Classic FM. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You're proper old. Do you know... The reason I enjoy classic FM is I, I started to appreciate something about music that the more you listen to it, the more you you appreciate that level of what what you're hearing it. You've got to hear it a few times. It's like I've got to say I, I never got into to Queen when Queen were big, but when when Freddie Mercury died, yeah. I mean I was aware of them. And yeah, one of the yeah. first ever albums that, that a big I Queen fan, mate. one of the first albums I listened to on tape was um, the greatest, the greatest hits. hits. Yeah, because me, my dad got bought like um, a record player, record player. And it, had a, it had a tape deck on. But I think when when with a lot of things, sometimes you got to appreciate that's why I listen to classic FM because I think there's an element of that that the more I listen to it, the more I start to enjoy certain elements of it. Some of it's just the minute you put harpsichords on, I'm fucking out of there. Do you know what I mean? I get switched on to. What about else. saxophones? Do you think saxophones are spooky? I think they're creepy, mate. Well, do you remember that guy from the um, from the from the eighties? What were he called? Um, there was a saxophonist in the eighties or early nineties. Don't know. What were he called? Don't know. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm Google. Not down it. With Hang on saxes. a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna have to Google this because I remember this. this he had this kind of right because the eighties. I thought were a very romantic time. Um, Nineteen. Oh, I'm. Oh, right. Okay, that's just. Um, this this doesn't make for good listening, but I need to know this. Um, uh, what would he call you? Come on, you you're normally good at this kind of stuff. I know, but I don't. I can't get in your head, can I? I don't know. Kenny what. G. I was going to say Kenny G. Do you know what Kenny G's full name is? Kenny G. No, the G is obviously not. He's, he's Gallagher. Gorlick. All right. Kenny Godley, born 1965, soprano, alto, and tenor. Right. He was a 1980s smooth jazz saxophonist. River in this, Gareth, isn't it? It's talking about media, and I think <laughs> you've got to go back, way back, to when what media first had the impact on you, because I think the media and the music and some of the things you watch and, and read stay with you all your life. Of course I do, absolutely. Especially music. Music just... <laughs> Like, you can hear a tune and it just takes you right back. But. Oh, there's always a but. There's a, the but is this. What, the, the one I want to talk about today is Get how to how media and creating media has become much more accessible to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's more accessible to everybody, yep. in my humble opinion, the quality of it's gone downhill. It always does, though, doesn't it? You know? yeah. If if everyone's doing it, it's always gonna you're always gonna lose the skill, aren't you? In that, 
Yeah. If if an iPhone, if you're making for like videos on an iPhone instead of a red, then uh, it's kind of. I think know. you can even take that out of it. I don't think it even matters what it was recorded on. I think what's happened in the last, I've seen this happen probably in the last ten years, definitely. But I'm seeing it happen a lot more now. Is it, the quality of the of the content yeah. is just shite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certain films that you, that will always be iconic. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm of an age where how our the only way we accessed what were classed as a big film. Are you a bit not close enough at the I'm microphone? All right, there, I'm John? all right. I'm all right. Just chill. I'm chilling, but I'm, I'm just aware <laughs> there's a glass of water floating about and there's microphones what? everywhere. <laughs> I remember when the only time we saw a big film, if you didn't go to the cinema, was we used to have every Christmas, there'd be, that, there'd be film on at Christmas or Easter. Yeah, but my dad's mate Dick had sort us out, everything for a tenner. So. <laughs> this was even before video came out. Nah, 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 Dick had sort us out, Yeah. <laughs> What were them fucking things they had before video? Remember them silver discs? <laughs> Mini discs. No, uh, they, had, they, they had like... Because the, I remember when DVDs... Laser discs. First, laser discs. Laser discs. They were like... They yeah, were yeah. They were expensive. And yeah, they, yeah. And, but know. they were supposed to be better quality than yeah. VHS. Yeah, yeah. And if there's anybody listening to this podcast who's kind of born after 1990, you will have no idea what we're talking about. No, no. Because my, my daughter's, she she started listening to some music recently, and my son as well, George. He, he, the, the, the play records, oh, it's a great song, this. It's like from 80s yeah. or 90s. Of course, because that's the good stuff, Especially isn't it? dance music when that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhythm of the Night, remember that? Of course I do. The Rhythm of the that Night. Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Corona. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Corona around here, that coronavirus is getting bad news. Well, that's it, yeah. I made a joke about that in a couple of podcasts back, and I thought, all right, it's something to note. You I'm don't thinking, want to be doing that. hell, man, this yeah. is serious business. Serious it's like 24, shit. like watching 24, and there's virus, and there's like, this is what's still happening. But well, yeah. also, let me tell you something else about media, how right. it's changed. If you listen to news and reports back from the, the, the kind of 80s and beyond that on the BBC, they always had a very posh voice talking. Yes. So, 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 the BBC. Yeah. And the news was very factual. There's a lot of stuff now which is coming out, which is, for me, a bit of... There's a lot of scaremongering about this coronavirus. Do I think it's serious? Yes, I think it's something we need to take seriously. Yeah. But if you Google the facts and figures around how many people in this country die of flu every year, yeah. not coronavirus, yeah. flu, yeah. common garden flu, yeah. it's significant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, like, going back to your media thing, like, and traditional news do you think that now everyone's got access to youtube and doing their own thing they were actually getting true news rather than manipulated news from the bbc i've been watching quite a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff on this it's re- really really interesting. i had you down as a conspiracy theorist did you, do you i'm not usually earth, but uh, do you think I'm the earth fascinated. is flat nah Zach. have you heard this guy like this week this guy this week has gone out he's built a rocket in his backyard. Really? Because he wanted to go up into space. Right. So I'd have question marks about a man's sanity who builds a, anything at all in his backyard. But I've, a been, fucking I've been rocket. trying to get one, really. It's a rocket? You want a rocket in your backyard? Yeah, just the fuel's quite tricky to find at the moment. I'm you want to run on diesel or four-star? No, no. This guy went up. Anyway, sadly, he has come down and, and, and killed himself, which is very, very sad. Oh, God. But, you know, and um, but he, he, wanted, he, went, he was going up to space to prove his belief... That the Earth was flat, right, right, 
And, and, and these people, there's, there's quite a lot of them, these people that have that kind of theory and they think that the fact it's round is a, is a conspiracy theory. Well, have you watched that Flat Earth Society thing on Netflix? No. Uh, it's quite fascinating. They, they, they have this um, kind of, I'm trying to think what it is, but um, they want to find out if it's flat and they're determined to show that it's flat. So like they, they have this idea of having kind of, a, I don't know, 15 mile gap in between one person and another one. And then they have to shine like the brightest torch in the world with like a spirit level and see if it's flat. It just com- completely doesn't work. So, yeah. but This again is something that I think is, is important in this conversation about media. The minute... The, the, the way, the, I think media changed and had significant change in my lifetime when a couple of things happened. In the 80s, for the first time, you could actually properly and affordably record home video. Yeah. Because we had the, the VHS camcorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these would be kind of... The way it worked is you had a small tip. Not unsimilar to what you do now with, this, with, with modern day media. If you think you have these yeah. micro discs yep. and most slots in a computer take a an SD card. Yeah. But it's a micro SD card, which you put inside a bigger SD card. Yeah. And then it goes into your, into your computer. Yeah. But well, there's something similar in the 80s. You get a really small video yeah, yeah. cassette. Yeah, yeah. That went in a big... That went in a big VHS. Yeah, yeah, so you can play it in your record. So yeah. you had these cameras, but they were still quite a size. Oh, yeah. And this thing, you, you, you would generally have it on your, your shoulder. It wasn't yeah. handled at, at that point. Dad cam. And, yeah. and we have those, and there's a lot of that footage then started to appear. Yeah. And because it was recordable and re-recordable, you you didn't worry about probably doing it properly the first time. You could you could have a lot you could tape over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we did with videos. I mean, yeah. how many times? I mean, I, I remember having a talking about the eighties. I think it's more about the late eighties, maybe when the young ones came out. The young ones videos. Young ones, yeah, yeah. And I recorded every one of them on BBC Two. It was on. I think it was a Tuesday night. Yeah, well, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, and I had them on video. Yeah, and there were things like smoking the bandit. Smoking bandit. Everyone had smoking bandit because on you recorded it when it came on on Christmas. Yeah, and you remember, remember, like you'd sometimes you'd actually take the tag out of your video, so, so you couldn't re-record you'd have it. To, yeah, or you'd have to like fill it up with bog roll. Yeah, and that's like, exactly what we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And these, yeah. So, so this thing happened where we had the ability to record things, and I have a, a videotape upstairs, and I haven't played it because I no longer have a video recorder. But there's there's a video of me playing cricket at Headingley. I'll lend you mine if you want. In many, I'll tell you in many ways why I don't want to do this. There's there's a, there's um. There's video of every single member of my family on there, right. the majority of which now are no longer with us. Yeah. So there's that little bit of me which thinks to myself, I don't want to get all melancholic about, you know, looking at old granddad and grandma boot pruning the roses. Yeah. But but I also don't want to get rid of the tape because I think at some point in the future to have that put onto a digital disc yeah, yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But I remember we'd, we'd record, we'd hired this video recorder to, to, to record me doing this, this play at Headingley. My yeah. dad had it and he showed it a massive. Um, and and I scored some runs, and you could see camera moving as he got quite animated and excited. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, oh well done, Gaz. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and bear in mind, I don't get called Gaz, and no. he never called me Gaz. The only time he ever called me was recorded on that video. Right. And then afterwards, we did that thing over that, that like a Thursday or a Friday, and then we had the video camera for a week. You used to hide things for a week back then. Oh yeah, you did. Didn't you? No, that's day nonsense. No, that's day nonsense. Yeah, so yeah. so we end up taking some videos of my auntie, my auntie Nelly, my auntie, um, uh, yeah, my auntie, and then there were my grandma and granddad. So. In the 80s, we had the first opportunity to start to record media. Yeah. 
But once you record it, you can only show it to limited people, generally your family. Yeah. It was the same with your photographs, if you remember. You went on holiday. Yeah, yeah. You photographs. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and then you would either have them put onto the little kind of films. Yeah. Or you'd, you'd get them printed out at uh, Pronto Print or, you know. And, and it was none of this our business. It would take a week. You'd have to oh, send no. it away. And then you still get your stickers. So again, you could only share that with limited Quality amount of people. Yeah. And I think what's happened since those 80s, as we went through the 90s into the, the, the 2000s, as we are now in 2020, these devices to record either video or photographs became a lot more affordable. Yeah. And the thing with media is, back then there was limited media. The stuff that came out was a lot more... Whether it, were more, whether it was quality, I mean, let's be fair, there were bad films in the 80s. But I remember the first ever video I ever watched on a video recorder was Watership Down. <laughs> Watership Down. Bright eyes really? burning like fire. Do you know what mine was? Go on. <laughs> we went to, we got our video recorder and then we went to Blockbusters, our equivalent, and uh, went with my dad. We, we got out Smoking Bandit. Which one? Number one. Number one. No, no, it was Cannonball Run. One smoking man, it was Cannonball Run. And then my dad got CB Hustlers. And we, we used to love the film Convoy, do you know, with Rubber Duck and Convoy, stuff, yeah, Chris yeah, Christopherson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went back and we thought, CB Hustlers, it's all about, it's going to be like Convoy. Turned out to be a pawn, didn't it? <laughs> so, so the first one I was watching was a dodgy pawn with my dad, CB Hustlers. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Fond memories. Back then, we were talking about quality films, but there were certain films that came out in that eighties, which were which were really garbage. And there was one, it was Claude Van Damme. Remember, No Retreat, No Surrender, shit like that. That was it. But the, the thing back then that. is, we didn't have the same access to this media, so it was almost like it became something that when you watched it or you consumed it, there was an element of. Um, expectation around it because you didn't do it very often. Yeah. And I think the same thing with newspapers. When there was only limited newspapers, I, I don't remember the Sun and the Star back in them days being particularly um, people knocking it like they do now because the only people that you would talk about your newspaper to were people you knew in your family. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you didn't have the chance to share on social media that I'm reading the Sun and somebody said, oh, that Sun, it's a scum paper. Yeah, yeah. So I think what ended up happening is media has, has become a bigger thing now as we got the video cameras and then in, in the nineties, we started to have the ability to record um, photographs very easily on, on phones. Yeah. Remember the first time point and shoot cameras came out, they were like one megapixel, or half oh, a megapixel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have a phone now, which will have 15, 20 megapixels on, yeah. which is, as, which is as good a quality in theory mm. as some of the top end cameras were yeah. back in, in, in the nineties. Well, still now, really. So, the bit that's kind of, I think, interesting to talk about in media is now that it is more accessible, more people are getting involved with creating media. Yeah. And and therein is my problem <laughs> with media. Why? Because I think a lot of it's shit. It is. <laughs> and I, I've become aware of this because although, we, you know, this, this podcast is primarily about mindset, which, uh, you know... They've not even gone into, have they? No, but this is mindset. Because part of, part of mindset is understanding how, as individuals, we operate. Yeah. 
Yeah. The reason I got into doing stuff and I call it and I put that 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 label on it mindset is because it's the nearest thing I can do. I have a kind of a, a fascination with human behaviour. Why do people do what people do? Yeah. That's yeah. I've always asked that question. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always questioned why I do things I do. Yeah. And when you learn why other people do what they do, and that helps you to maybe inform yourself of things you can do or not do. Right. So as much as life I think is is about trying many things yeah i think you have to be completely honest with yourself as to where your skill set lies and where it doesn't yeah absolutely and if you can't be honest with yourself so for me i know my skill set tends to be talking i I talk quite effectively and if if i'm ever doing a video or i'm recording on video i'm quite i've got a character on video which comes across all right you know that's my thing yeah now written Maybe not so much. No. So 1980s, we had newspapers, we had television, yep. and we had music. Yeah. And then somewhere in between that was films. And I suppose films have always been around. They've probably been around maybe a bit longer than television, really, have they? I would have thought so, yeah. Because you could have got yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. But we've had those elements of media. So we've got the, the, the written, the, the visual, whether it's television or film, then we have the audio, which is radio. And you think now, just with the phone you have in your pocket... You can create all those elements of media now just from a telephone. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Now, you know, you can take photographs and record video. You can record sound. Yep. You can write on there so you can you can create yeah. a writing. So yeah. where newspapers were the big thing in the in the early years as we got into the nineties, yep. then blogging became a thing. So you could have your own news channel. Yep. So in effect, you as, as an individual now are a complete, 100% efficient Absolutely, media yeah. Yeah, yeah. center. Yeah. You can record, you know, can you record a, a radio? Yeah, you record a podcast. Yeah. That's radio. Yeah. Just like a show. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube becomes your, your news channel. Yeah. Or even your film channel. Yeah. You know, and... And music, you can create your own music now. So if you're a musician, you can you can create your own records without ever having to go anywhere near a record producer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was, was yeah. it, um, what was the young man who was in the, 90, was it the late 90s, early 20s, Beddingfield? Daniel Beddingfield. He made his first record on a computer in his bedroom. Oh, yeah, And that yeah. became a hit. Yeah, a lot of them did, didn't they? Well, his sister de- died, though. Natasha Benefield. Well, Natasha Benefield. Yeah, same. I'm thinking the wrong person. <laughs> that does that, I know yeah. he had. A, I know he had a sister. Yeah, yeah. And I think this this has happened. So, what I have this concern about at the moment is how just because we can create something, should we be creating something? That that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and probably the answer is no, because some people are terrible. Well, you've said you've said in three seconds. But I was hoping we could drag out into a tower. All right, so, <laughs> no, so, no, but it's right. right. Because I, the kind of what I want to bring across today is if if you are if you are going to consider at all putting yourself into media, and there is that other element of media which we hear a lot about these days that we just have to stick away in front of it. Social media. Yeah. When you look at what's started getting created now, we have got considerably more films coming out than we ever had in the 80s. Because again, not only is it cheaper for us to produce video and uh, and create films as individuals, it's also cheaper now from um, a film producing perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and when you look at, and again, talking about iconic films of the of the 80s and 90s, when you look at Star Wars. Star Wars. That's, that, that there has got some of the worst effects. You can't be dissing Star Wars. Compared to what they are today, them effects are nowhere near as good. But... Was it 1975, 1976? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I'm never a Star Wars fan. See, I, that was the first film I ever went to see at the cinema. Went to Flea Pit in Armley in Leeds, or the Lyric. And uh, my parents took me, I was about two, and I cried all the way through the first half. My dad had to take me home, but in the in in the interval, they actually shoved the sound up because I'd been crying so much, so I'd spoil it for everyone. This is Star Wars? This is Star Wars. Why are you crying at Star Wars? Because I was like two. Were you scared? Darth Vader, man. It's proper scary. Yeah, it's dark, man. Listen, I, I've, I've clearly I've seen Star Wars, and I used to I used to live with a lad, um, or live on the street where a lad lived who was obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah, you know, and and he was a twenty four carat prick, um, and I, I never got on with him. There was a little lad. I've never had many scraps in my life. One of them was knocking him out. Right. Um, and I remember I used to go to his house, and it was just inf- infiltrated everywhere you went in his bedroom. There were little plastic figures and you could push them on their arm and a little light a little bit oh, of plastic yeah, come out to to look like a, a lightsaber. He'll be rolling in it now if he's still got all um Well I never got it. And and I, I do get I know a lot, I know a few people now that are big kind of Star Wars and yeah. kind of that I was more of a Rocky fan. Rocky. And and, and as the films became more I, I was more about I liked things that were kind of more true life liked. I like the Godfather movies. Yeah. I like the gangstery films. Yeah. But kind of this kind of what would you call it science fiction? I never got it. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm not massive into science fiction, but I liked Star Wars. Yeah, the first three anyway. It always worried me when they actually—it's now a religion that you can be a Jedi. Oh, I know, I know. And I—I I have to say that we we have to question someone's mental sanity that decides to become a Jedi. Uh, uh, no, is it a Jedi or a That's Jedi Ewok or something? Jedi. So all in all, but the thing is that, that was an iconic film. It yep. still is an iconic film. I, I really it enjoyed is. it. That bit where he gets that bird with buns at the side of it, what she called Princess Leia, and he and he, he he hooks her onto a bit of wire, and the slide across his thing. Right. So you've got Luke Skywalker, who is amongst one of the campiest um, heroes I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> right. You know, dragging this slightly older bird across his wire, while you've got Mister Hans Solo. Yeah, I just well. I'm, I'm just making sure I've got this correct. <laughs> you're doing well. Um, and, and I remember that it was a good film. But if you think about it, the quality of the the production wasn't great, but the quality of the story was immense. But the production at the time was amazing. Yes, there but what are. what I'm saying now is we've got this ability where what people can do now yeah. is create something which is phenomenally better quality in the way it visually looks. Yeah. But they they're missing the the true element of anything. In media, which is the story. Yeah, of course. And I was saying before we started this that we recorded a podcast on storytelling and we put it on another podcast channel, which has not had anything on it apart from that one episode. Right. It's been listened to so many times. Right, see. And it's called The Power of Storytelling. Interesting chat. It was an interesting chat. And I thought <laughs> when we had that conversation, I realized the one thing that really kind of united us when we first met was this ability to enjoy that element of what is storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And, and how. Do we share a story in a way that's interesting? Not just what media, I think, has become. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people now creating media. We're both, well, let's class ourselves as business people because we kind of work for ourselves. So we are self-employed and we are business people. I'm staggered at the amount of people now that are producing content other than just a blog. Yeah, yeah. Especially there seems to be a rise of podcasters. Yep. 
They it's, say it's been it's the done thing though, isn't it? Everyone needs a podcast. Now, who says that? Who makes that rule up? Some podcast guru, some podcast salesperson, somebody selling microphones. I don't know because <laughs> I've got to a stage now where some of the podcasts I'm listening to are just garbage, man. Don't listen to them. Listen to good ones. Do you know? The this, the one area which seems to have gone up in podcast is people that have shows like on BBC Radio that have their own. Right. So like there's things like the F1 podcast where the team that do the F1. Oh, right, yeah. They, they do yeah. the race and I, I like listening to the guys commentating right. and then afterwards they'll do that, like, I think you call yeah. the, the pole position or, the, or the, whatever it is anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got people who do radio shows like you can have the, the Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. That'll turn into a podcast. Yeah. Because once you've got me doing one format, so you've recorded a, a six-hour show. Yeah. You can chip that down into the highlights yeah, and it becomes a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I can see why people do it and why it's done. Yeah. But some of the formats of the podcasts just seem to be following a really same, completely boring pattern. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> How do you mix it up? How do we make this interesting? Right. I'm, I'm bored. We make it interesting. We're having a conversation as two guys would have a conversation. The fact we've got earphones yep. on microphones recording this and it being recorded to go on YouTube is irrelevant. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, you can only create media or you can create anything that you enjoy to consume yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you tend yeah. to find with you, you know, you're a photographer. I am, apparently. Yeah. I mean, if people didn't know, I mean, you've been on three times now. I know. And, and the, the format... I wanted, I've been on more, to be fair. Well, we had, we had many podcasts in the past that I took off because yeah. I think in the, in the last two years, I've been practicing with this medium of recording voice and putting it on something we call a podcast yeah and i started off by doing to camera or to to, to, to talking about myself and i didn't particularly like that no. um i think it has a place yep. i think if you've got a point to make and i think i'll be doing solo podcasts on here when i've got something specific to say yeah and then i've seen other podcasts where there were people doing sort of 20 30 minutes doing that solo podcast yeah you, you would have to be very engaged to keep you going yeah absolutely and then I will listen to podcasts where people would, where I'd, I'd guess on. Yeah. And again, a lot of the guest scenarios, they were all right. Right. But then I heard Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, eh? And he changed everything for me. JRE. Because what JRE, or the Joe Rogan experience, as he would call it, he, I found out why he called it that as well. He ripped off, um, he's a big um, Jimi Hendrix fan. All right, okay. And I think there must have been an album or something called the Jimi Hendrix experience. experience. So that's why I call it the Joe Rogan experience because he's an Hendrix fan. Yeah. There you go, bit of knowledge. Bit of of something you didn't know there, John. Yeah. But what I found with Joe Rogan is he brought people on and they just chit-chatted about something and saw where the conversation went. Yeah, yeah. And I like like that. He's so good with them, man. And he's so intelligent. Well, you you end up realising that conversation and the art of conversation, which I believe is an art of conversation, is about that two-way thing what comes up when something else comes up what when you mix them two subjects together what comes out the side of that yeah yeah, yeah. you know like we we started here talking about media and that takes into talking about films we mentioned a song the next thing you know we're talking about queen okay and, and yeah, that yeah. could go another way we talk about queen or do you remember when they came to to round a park and they come to ellen road they come to ellen road they come to ellen road and where i lived they actually i could hear the whole concert and i didn't even know i thought it was a radio but yeah I've never heard, the only time I've heard anything from Ellen Road, and I remember it vividly, and I know you might not be a, a massive football fan, John, but you understand that there's a team there called Leeds United that play at Ellen Road, oh, and they have a, a big rivalry with Manchester United. Yep. 
Scrum. And I believe it was in the 90s. Yeah. It has to be in the 90s from where I remember. And I was at the other side of Leeds. This was before we could listen to it properly because I didn't have a phone to listen to it on radio. Yeah. And they beat Man United. Yeah. And when the final whistle went, yeah. I heard the roar. Yeah, yeah. The other side of Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can imagine that Queen were quite loud. Well, I only lived like a few miles away, so I used to hear the roars all the time. Yeah, so there we go. You see, so, so podcasts can delve into different things all the time, yeah, and, yeah. I, and that's the format I wanted. And then okay, as okay. I started to think about doing stuff around kind of mindset, the obvious things appeared, you know, can I find some elite athlete to talk about the mindset that gone to push through stuff? And I know a couple of guys that do that. Um, a friend of mine, um, Simon Hartley, he does a podcast, and he, he's, he tends to talk to people that are uh, Olympic athletes. Yeah. And and he's very good at that. That's kind of Simon's thing. Yeah. I mean he's a very he's a very calm character when you when you when you hear Simon talk and he's a, I've I've heard him I've been to a couple of his events and I, right. I, I like the dude. Yeah. Um he wrote a book, I tell you I found him. He um It's unusual for you to like someone's fair as well, so <laughs> <laughs> like it, a, he like must it must be good. He's he's a nice guy, I like him a lot. Um he's genuine. Anyway, I've lost the book. I've lost the book. It was called Two Lengths of the Pool. All right. Right. I think you've told me that before. Why I liked him, this was a theory. This 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 guy turned up, I believe his name is Chris Cook. He's a, he's a swimmer. Yeah. All right. And Simon had gone to meet him and he'd had a bad day, this Chris Cook. So I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. I'm so stressed. Yeah. He says, well, why are you stressed? All you've got to do is, you know, you've got a simple job, you mate. You've just got to run, you know, the two laps at the pool yeah, yeah. as quickly as possible, two lengths of the pool. Anyway, yeah. the book is talking about what is your two lengths of the pool, what do you, what is your job when it boils down to it. Okay. Anyway, so that that's the format you, you, you generally take, I suppose. If you, if you want to do something around the subject, you find people that have excelled in that yeah. and you get them on. Yeah. So there's people out there in the business world, people like Greg Cardone. He's quite a famous business person. Right. Um, big, brash, American dude. And, you know, he's on people's podcasts, but then he's on every podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. things I'll get cracking on. Yeah. We talked earlier about Gary Venichuk. Yeah. You know, to get him in your podcast was a big deal. Yeah. But you've heard the questions, you know the spiel, you know what he's going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I thought about doing when I, when I re-brought out this version of the podcast is don't try to give it a fancy name. Yeah. You know, what do you want to call it? Just you know, it's, it's just me. So it's my podcast, the Gareth yeah. Boot Podcast, fairly straightforward, which yeah. is exactly what you're not supposed to do. Really? Because... I ain't famous. So Brett Rolls, don't you? Not the, famous yet. Well, <laughs> that, whether we'll ever be. I always think if you go into anything to be famous, that's a completely wrong reason to go into it. Yeah. Equally, if you go into something just to make money, that's another wrong reason to do it. Aye. So I thought, wouldn't it be interesting? I know probably eight, nine people that I find interesting that I like to spend time with. I don't have a, a massive circle of friends. I have a lot of people I know and I get on with. That's fine. Mm. But I know some interesting people. So I thought, wouldn't it be nice to maybe consider having... A series where the people that I knew that I thought were interesting would talk about things on a more regular basis. That's it. And I can maybe bring the odd guest in that's, that's, that, that might be specialised in something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was also adamant I didn't want a business podcast. <laughs> no. Because they do my head in, John. Do they? Well. Really? Right. <laughs> I wanted a place that I wouldn't have to bother about my language. I do swear a little bit, and I, I make no apologies for that. Podcasting and YouTube, you're allowed. Right. So well, it's all good. I've even been thinking about my website, John. My website's too soft. Yeah. I've toned it down. Well, you showed me that one once oh. from that guy in Cornwall or something who was a designer. Oh, did you like that one? Yeah, I did like that one. That was good. I yeah. knew you would, because yeah. you're a bit of a maverick, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Does anybody actually call you John? Because I'm guessing you weren't Chris and John. I'm John. You were Chris and John? Yeah, I'm a J-O-H-N. I'm oh, not right. Jonathan. You're People not do Jonathan. call me Jonathan, but they're wrong. Oh, so, right. John. Yeah. The guy's website, you like that kind of stuff because it's different and I like different. I like different and I like people who are ballsy. Well, don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? We all like people that are going to... And they're the people we respect. It's funny how the, 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 the society says we have to be something. Yeah. And when we're doing the opposite to society says you should be, yeah. they're the people that we revere. Yeah. So over the last kind of couple of weeks, I've been so tempted to do a lot of solo podcasts because I've only got... This is my eighth episode. Yeah. And I really want to do one a week, and I haven't kept to that. And then I thought, you're thinking this too much, son. You're thinking it too much, son. Thinking it too much, son. So you've done been on three times. I've had Rianne on twice. Yeah. So what Rianne brings is this ability she can talk about harpist, and she's a bit, she's a bit of one of them people that she's got a lot of things she can talk about. She got into the running. And like you, because we can talk about media, we can talk about storytelling, we've got almost an infinite number of podcasts we could do just on I storytelling. I can talk many things. I can talk nonsense if you want. I'm fluent in nonsense. I thought you were doing that already, John. But, um, <laughs> I'm on my know. best behaviour at the moment. So anyway, you've yeah. got this media, people can produce, podcasts came out. The problem now is there's so many podcasts out there, and I think a lot of them are just poor. Yeah. You know, you're not going to fight. You're not going to listen to this today and think, "Oh, this is sparkling. This no. is this is motivational." No. Well, I don't want it to be. No. I want it to be somebody who thinks, "Hang on, I've got a an hour. I've got an hour and a half. I want to listen to a couple of dudes talking shite." Yeah, yeah. But like but, I've said, go on. Um, when I'm working, I just listen to podcasts now. It's my new form yeah. of radio. So what you'll find so. is in a now and conversation, I think what the points that will come out in this are interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because what I am kind of hoping that people will get from this is, where are we with media now? Where are you with media, whoever you are, whether you're a business person or just a normal Joe Public? We've got to be aware now that media has become a thing. Yeah. And because of Google and because of the way that the world works, especially with things like Facebook, your life is no longer the private life it was. No, no. It's become something that it, at some level now you are unsure. Yeah. And even if you're not unsure now because you've you've decided I'm no longer using social media, there's a trail of stuff on a Google search that will pull up things about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I no longer own um, Pit Group. I no longer am, am director of several companies I used to be director of. Yeah. But... The, the the records are still there. If you Google it, it comes you up. Can't delete it, can you? So the fact we can create this stuff, this 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 media, I think people now have gotten this habit of saying, "Now I can do it. I should." And just yeah. like you said, somebody tells you you've got to have a podcast. Yeah. But what if? What if you shit on on microphone? What if you're boring? Yeah, but you know, going to the business thing, you get business coach. Business coach coach says you have to have a podcast. Like, oh, all right, okay, I'll get a podcast. And then you just do it, and that's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just creating this podcast, and it's going to be brilliant, and I'll just tell you about my working week. It's like, oh, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah, so you can see why people do it. If it's if people are telling you, it's like people say, you have to have LinkedIn. It's like, I ain't got LinkedIn. I came off it and doing me adding. So it's kind of like, right, can I use Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. You have to... Of all the things you need to have or be, you need to have the awareness of yourself and be that. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's the bottom line for me. Yeah. And if, and if you find that for some reason you have been gifted with the ability to be able to talk and you can say things in an interesting way, then, then maybe a podcast is for you. Yeah. If you're one person that when they put a camera in front of you, lights up and you've got a presence on a screen, then you should be a, 
Yep. Because not everyone's Al Pacino. But no. there's been millions of actors out there that thought they were. Yeah. But what what you do then if like if you're not Al Pacino and what if you can't do it, if you do don't like the camera and you don't like your voice. You're right. I know. I have this theory. Because that's me. Right. I have this theory. Which is each of us are born with the primary means to communicate. Yeah. That is our thing. Yeah. Mine's semaphore. Is it? it? Are you yeah. good with that? Yeah, yeah. Get me some flags and I'll... Yeah. <laughs> Sink the Bismarck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. People have something. When you see somebody in an environment that they are naturally good in, it's a blessing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I met a guy a, a few years ago through um, a court case I was involved in. Never met the guy before I'd heard about him. He was um, an ex-soldier. And I heard some things about him and... I have to say, based on what I found on social media, I thought, I'm not sure how this guy and me are going to get on. Uh, I you think know. I know who this might be. Um, I don't want to mention his name. It's a guy called Phil Lee. All right, yeah. Um, all right, someone different. All right, well, Phil Lee. And, and I, I'd not met, I'd heard about him, and he was very... Does he have a stick? No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's big into... Well, I knew he was an ex-soldier. I knew somebody that he did a bit of um, outdoor stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I started, you know, and I always give people the benefit of that. I thought, I don't know whether I'll get on with this guy or not. And the first time I met him, he came across him quite, um, I thought, yeah, you, you seem okay, <clears throat> but very cagey and, and all that. But as the more I got to know Phil, he's become a friend of mine. I really enjoy my time with Phil because when you get him outdoors walking, mm. this guy excels, man. Yeah. Outside on a hill. Yeah. Walking, what he knows about walking, his his knowledge of first aid, his knowledge yeah, of all yeah, that, it's yeah. just phenomenal, and he's so interesting, right? And he's interested in things that you wouldn't even imagine from what you potentially see when you first see him on social media. Yeah, yeah. you see things like he's really he knows a lot about kind of you know the the the, the trees and the and the fauna and the the mushrooms and and all about being outside. He's and and I've really got to enjoy. Him. I love my time with Phil. Yeah, I just yeah, do, and yeah. and I know some people maybe might think, well, I'm not sure I like the guy. So yeah. the point is, unless you've seen somebody in the environment doing the thing they are, in my view, born to do, yeah, you're only ever going to get a, a kind of watered down or a, an amplified version of something that's not brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like we feel when he's out, he's really good at that and he's, he's funny and he's, he's a genuinely, genuinely lovely guy. Yeah. When I see people that are good writers... I found people that I could read the content that they wrote and it was really deliciously interesting. Yeah. Then you meet them and the, the personality doesn't match. Yeah. And you, you seem, sometimes there can be that sort of element of disappointment almost. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's not what I thought. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what, it used to be great. Back in the day when I did do a bit of businessy networking, before the event, there was like this thing happened. This was in the, the early 2000s. Right. There's an event. And it's on Thursday. And there are people saying, looking so forward to going to yeah, the yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. So excited. Be on stall 25. Yeah. See you guys down there. Come and say hi. Yeah. And, and then they go and they just sat on the floor. And they sat there and so... you think, hang on a minute here. Where's the, yeah, where's yeah. the personality that was tweeting? Yeah. yeah. And that sat there now. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's, oh, being around it, the buzz is amazing. Yeah. And I just thought, who's written that shit? Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think you have to remember now, you can have the choice today. Yeah. To become a newspaper, you can start a blog. You can start that for free. Yep. You can do a podcast like this. This is free. This is. 
all right, the microphones and the bits to do it cost a couple of quid. But in theory, with yeah. your telephone and a, and a mic and a, oh, yeah, a microphone so, yeah. in your in your earphones, yeah. like a, you would get with an Apple device or anything, yeah. you can record a podcast. With your phone, you can record a video. Yeah. So with the ability to do this. Yeah. yeah. So if your thing is writing and you're good at that, just writing. Yeah. Because people like it. I know people like these podcasts. Some people may not. Some people say, oh, they're too long. You know, they, they, they might wobble a bit. But I like this kind of stuff because I like talking to people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because like like I mentioned about Phil, if I didn't get to know Phil and didn't spend a bit more time with him and, and have the ability to understand him, then I would have left, been left with an opinion based on what other people tell me or I might see on social media, which can be completely false. Yeah, yeah. There's a flip side to this. Right, and what's that? I've met some people that from the online presence... And what they say about themselves, I thought I would really get on with. Yeah. And I, I haven't. No. I haven't got them. I thought I don't no. really like that. But people are very good at hiding, aren't they? I, I see them all the time. False people. This is, again, I think one of the big problems with the amount of media out there. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit. Of course there is. Absolutely. Especially, especially in the world of business coaching. Gurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, we talk um, about, we've talked about this before. I'm sure this is mentioned on the podcasts. Yeah. But there's this thing where... In the work I do, there's a, there's a word, and it's not a word just in the industry I work in, which is, I suppose, personal development. The word of congruence, being congruent, yeah. is, are you being congruent? Are you, are the, is the person you are reflective of the person you are showing the world? Yeah, yeah. And this this can be really tough, because most people are shit scared to be themselves. Oh, I, I know, I know. Which is why my website's changing a bit. Not the look of it. I'm really quite pleased with the look at the moment, I don't, since you've last seen it. Good pictures, you say. Yeah, but you you taught me that. You 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 have proved to me that with somebody like you and the ability to take good photographs, interesting photographs, yep. that can make a website. Of course it can. Equally, taking all the photographs all together and just leaving very plain text can make a website. Of course it can. Yeah. But like with anything, it's in the eye of the beholder what people like and other people don't. Yeah. But what I've realised now is I put stuff on there, words I would never really use because I became really conscious of this. I became conscious of the fact that I wanted to make sure that I would be all things to all men and women, you know. So I didn't want to... I do some work in schools. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a governor, and I do a, a class on a Monday taking some kids, and I thought, oh, maybe I could get some work in school. So all of a sudden yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. maybe there's a potential income stream here. Yeah. So in order to keep that income stream going, I've got to be careful of the media I produce because I can't, as Gareth Boot, go into a school... And be completely Gareth Boo. No, no. Because well, it don't, I don't know. I it think don't you could. I think kids need that sometimes. They, they need All that right. kick up the arse. And, like, Take that side apart. Yeah. I get that. But I've got to find a way of delivering that without the swearing that I would generally put in. I don't know if you do. I'm afraid um, Ofsted and people in the schools probably would disagree. But yeah, anyway. They don't know. I made the decision a long time ago that... The reason I got rid of all the other podcasts and got rid of all my Facebook stuff, friends, a lot of, well. Amen. Amen. Pages. The reason I deleted all my Twitter account a couple of, uh, about 12 months ago and everything was I thought, do you know what? I'm sick of the shit that I've put in the past because a lot of it wasn't real. It wasn't who I was. It was not who I am. you got to be real. got to be yourself. got to be real. Yeah. And I think media gives you a chance to do that. Yeah. So I think what we've created now is media's cheap to produce. Yeah. But people are, are not producing, in my view, media that is real. It's not them. And if I can notice this in people I know, I know probably a dozen people that are very active on social media. Yeah. 
And a lot of what they put on there does not reflect the reality going on in their life. No. I know this. Yeah, yeah. And I don't discuss the really, really close friends. I know them because I know enough about this person. Think, that is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. So yeah. what then happens is, you I mean, your girls are younger than, than mine. They're only, they're only still very babies, really, yours. Yeah. But then we've got this thing where because I can recognise that as an adult, I can think that's not real. Yeah. You do have the ability to do that when you're younger. Yeah. So you are looking at somebody else's life out there yeah. that's producing video, pictures, mm. podcasts, and it's not real. Yeah. So to have a podcast about business where you sit down and talk to somebody about business, everybody, there's a hundred and one of them. Yeah. And they're boring. Yeah. And even the way that the presenters go on, you know, it's it's kind of like, I just think, you don't really have the voice for that. Really? No, yeah. they're not good. See, I don't listen to them. It's not. So what's I, your favourite podcast, John? Besides mine, clearly. Obviously this, isn't it? Um, don't know. I, I like well my favorite is um it's one called the nine club and it, it's but from my background it's skateboarders so it's these skateboarders talking to skateboarders or like ex-skateboarders or videographers and just to find out and a lot of it's from like the 90s and early 2000s when i was kind of active doing that i find it fascinating just the stories listening to these people it's amazing and they're just like brilliant they just have a conversation Similar to Joe Rogan, really. And then the other one I like is um, I like a guy called Sean Atwood. And he, he, he used to be kind of... Um, a YouTuber? No, I'm thinking of something else. He out. is on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. But he used to be like the wolf on Wall Street. Um, and uh, But he's lived, he's lived a very, very colourful life. Um, but now he's he talks about... He gets a lot of prisoners, like ex-prisoners and prison guards and just real-life people. He even had, have you seen The Irishman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, like, the hitman from there, like, the mafia hitman, and he's just fascinating. It's just because I'm in, not in this world. I, I don't have this... I, I don't live around these people, and I just find them all fascinating. It's amazing. Well, Irish people are hitmen. Hitmen, no. No, Do just you know? baddies. Just baddies. Like... He has all these conspiracy theories, which I don't really listen to, but then he has true crime, and it's the true crime stuff I, I just well, find You're back to what you said earlier about how yeah, yeah. we like people that are ballsy. Yeah, yeah. The reason sometimes, whether we like it or not, yeah. and, and if we all want to be honest, there's yeah. all of us like to root sometimes for the bad guy. Yeah. Because they do exactly what they want. Yeah. And that's when, when you look at this thing, I think in, inside us all, we aspire to just do exactly whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. And be ourselves, and we can't because at some level you're always thinking, "What will that be said about this?" Yeah. So I decided when I when I started redoing this podcast, I thought I'm going to start off see how it goes. I realised that people, a lot of people that I know, watch a lot of programs that are very similar. Yeah. As in, they're all. If you think about the, the most popular programs in, in our country, you'd be looking at. EastEnders, Coronation Street. See, I've never watched soaps. Well, I don't watch soaps, but they're very popular in the soaps because yeah. they're the same characters. Yeah. And it's their normal day interaction yeah. that people kind of watch. Things like Big Brother, that was that became almost like this reality TV. And I think when you get people on podcasts, it's a bit like that. Yeah. It's like a reality. We just we don't know what's going to come up in these podcasts. Although we can start, we always start off with a subject, media. Yeah. But where will it go? Yeah. And I like the interesting thing because that's what I like interesting about life. Yeah, there's a lot of noise going on here. Bongo in the beginning. 
Social media, it's media, isn't it? No, it's my son trying to tap me up for some dinner money. Is it? He's 17 year old, that fucking early, and he's still asking me for <laughs> dinner money. Dad, 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 send me a fiver. You went for a fiver. Got no money. We ain't eating all the night. Oh, no, there you go. <sighs> Try to teach him about finances, John. Yeah. I wish someone would teach me. Yeah. I think people have got to be very careful creating media that you don't create media that, that is not your thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do I do, do a blog and I, and I find it interesting to do the blog, but I find it very difficult. It's not my thing. Uh, blogging is... I find it so difficult to blog. Um, and my... X, she made it even more difficult because she like um she told me john you can't write you can't put anything out there everything you put out there i have to check so i'd write write a story of someone's wedding and then like she'd she'd then just change everything and it'd take my voice out and then i just got to the point where i thought you know what i'm a photographer it's pictures that sell as long as i put like a few words and that people actually like what i write you know, grammatically, it might not be the best, but it's real and it's funny. And it's like with my Instagram and stuff, like everything I write on my captions, it's just real. It's true. Like, and I, I usually try to make it quite quirky. Um, I, I've, I've listened to, read some of your blog, blogs, and I think you do write in, you, you write in a style that's very much you. I write our talk. But that's how you should write, I think. Yeah, but like grammatically, it's not right. But you know, people are buying me. They're not buying someone who's like really eloquent. And uh, but does anybody yeah. really want that? When you so the thing, the thing now is, if we've got to start to encourage people to use media in a more effective way. Yeah. Everybody who's got a video camera now wants to be a vlogger. If you've got a camera, a microphone, you're going to be a podcaster. But we have to recognise: Are you doing that thing? And is it, is the value in what you're doing? Yeah, should I say this is a funny one? Um, I thought this Christmas I'm going to have a look. I thought I'm going to find someone that just gets a camera for Christmas and then the next day they're selling them selling themselves as a professional photographer. And um, I saw some. I was like, it's like, oh, I need practice. So it's only £100 a shoot, light shoot. So just tip me up. I'll photograph anything. And I thought, oh, my God. Like, what am I up against here? You know, the... I'll tip you up against you're up against something which I think is you know to be to to be quite serious and you know we don't always get too serious in these. I think we're running out of opportunities in this in our country to earn money. Yeah. Now people who are trying to sell you stuff to make money will disagree. Yeah. The reality is now is the the level of jobs out there are drip, dropping off. Yeah. Industries closing down. We don't manufacture no shit no more. Yeah. So to be in a service industry. Makes sense because the reality is the barrier for entry is very low. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you want to be a photographer now with five grand, you can set yourself up more than enough. Less than that. Well, what would it be? Give us a figure. Well, to set up, I want to be a professional photographer tomorrow. A couple of grand, I right? Reckon. So two grand. Yeah. Now, if tomorrow I wanted to become a shop or open a shop up selling anything, mm. you would need a lot more than two thousand pounds. Sure, yeah. So the, the, when anything's got a low barrier for entry, this is why I kind of dodged away from life coaching because yeah because once life coaching became you can get a qualification online yeah for 50 quid yeah, yeah. game would over yeah yeah and also i recognize that the minute that the barrier friendship becomes low there's a lot more of them yeah then the only thing people are starting to compete on is price yeah no one asks quality anymore no so what you tend to find with certainly with photographers you know there's always the same fucking images 
you know, we were looking at somebody's morning having a bit of a laugh, weren't we, about, you know, <laughs> a, a wedding photographer and there's a picture of two hands with some rings on them. Two hands I mean, everybody rings. does that. Not everyone. You don't. And that's what that's why you... <laughs> I don't do it. In now. our last podcast we did, we talked about standing out. That's why you stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you are by far, in my opinion, and I'm a little bit biased because I like it as well. But that's it. You, I think you, you're a great photographer. And and what, what amazes me about you is that put you in a in any situation with a camera... And let's be fair, you don't have the the the, the most modernist cameras. No, do I? Yeah. But you you turn that product, you find things, you see something because that's your thing. Yeah. Like absolutely. with Phil Lee, take him outside when he's outside, he excels. He's unbelievably yeah. good outside. It's Phil, and and also just like with you, as with, as with this guy Phil, and I'm sure anybody else that's good at what they do, you have an element of of um, comfortableness. And safety around them doing that thing with you and for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, yeah. if I was saying, look, I need a photo shoot, yeah. I wouldn't have to worry that you wouldn't know what you were doing. No. Because there's an air of confidence comes from the work you do. Yeah. And I think when we create media, you, you have to sometimes remember, if you, like, yes, okay, you might not wake up the best photographer in the world, but if your skill is photography, you learn the bits that make you more efficient. Yeah, of course you do. It's like podcasting now. I remember in the past I've had... I've tried recording podcasts for YouTube and done it with three cameras. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started to realise he's taking, it was taking me two days right. to edit and it was garbage. Thinking, uh, yeah. And all that. Yeah. And all we've got now is we've got this, we've got, and it works. Yep. And that's the format for now. It might change. Because yep. if I had a studio sure set up, I'm sure change. it will. But what I realised is all that I've done since I did more podcasts, and this, although it's the eighth episode of the Gareth Boot podcast, we've done, we're on to 20 now with Better 24-7 um, and with what I did last year. I've, I've done over 100 episodes yeah you become more comfortable you yeah, become yeah, more comfortable sure. and you know what you end up doing which is something you always just say about cameras the more you do something the less you realize or the more you realize the gear don't matter the gear don't matter i mean these are great yeah. microphones the but setup down is great if, if joe rogan's got them then uh why shouldn't you well because there's they, they become something called an industry standard yeah because yeah, the yeah. problem with that industry standard is that's the industry standard to produce that content, that media. Yeah. The yeah. bit that goes into producing the bit you put into the media, as yeah. in that takes a lifetime. Yeah. So yeah. for me, although I may only be in podcasting for a couple of years, I've been having interesting conversations with people all my life. Of course you have. Yeah. And have the ability to, to be able to, to, to bring that, that kind of air of, let's just see where this goes. Let's play with this. Let's be creative. Let's play. I'm a bit distracted because my son's tapping me up again, so I'm just going to send him something for lunch. What do you think is a fair figure for lunch for him today, John? don't know. It used to be 64p for me when I was at school. Meal at Dan. Right, I'm going to send him 64 pence, so that was John's idea. Yeah, meal at Dan, half a milk. <sighs> do you remember when we used to have them tiny milk bottles at school? Yeah. Did you have a favourite dish at school dinners? Where did you go to school? Whereabouts did you go to school? I went to Leeds. Leeds, right. Well, I went to Dewsbury. And badly. So, did you used to ever have this thing for pudding? Semolina. I yeah. like semolina, did but you? it wasn't this. Every now and again, we'd get this like pink gloop. Yeah, that semolina where you used to put that on the semolina, that, that blancmange. It, well, I, it, no, you see, no, I, I know it, what you mean. It, I, it's not it. blancmange, it's thicker than blancmange. It's something similar to um, silicon. I know, you what, put, it, you know, what, I I know what you mean. Yeah, we used to get it. I used to call it blancmange that. Blamange. Yeah. There's a band called that in the 80s, Blamange. I think so. I'm just trying to make up some bullshit here while I'm sending him a fiver. That's what he's getting today, John. I've been, I've, I've, I've relented. He's not getting 65 pence. Get him a fiver and that. Meal at the half a milk, 65p. What else do you need? 
you need to learn this for your kids as, as they get older. I, t- I teach my kids to ask for what they want, to be right. confident to ask for what they want. Right. The problem is they seem to ask for money a lot more often than they should. Yeah. Um, media... We've talked about media. There's some blogs out there. I've never. Have you ever got into a blog? Is anybody? Do you listen? Do you read blogs? Is what I'm supposed to. What I'm saying. Mm. I can't remember any blog that I really got into because I'm not the, a big fan of reading. Again, it's depends on what you want. There used to be one um, a few years ago called the Strobest, and it was it was a brilliant blog, and it was all about this guy that um, he was a newspaper photographer somewhere in America. And he, he used to find that um, he used to be able to create all these pictures with like little, you know, little lights, little speed lights that yeah. you put on your camera. And it was a way to use them off camera. And um, he, he had a massive following at this. This was like kind of flicker era. Um, and it taught so many people a lot. Um, and he made a lot of money from that. Um but yeah, it used to be fascinating because it used to tell you how to make your own DIY things, really, to, and to how to break down each image, um, how everything's lit. So I learned a lot from Strobest. Um, that's about the only blog I've really followed. Um, I have to blog. I have blogged pretty much all my shoots. Any shoot that I like, I blog it. Um, I'm kind of two years behind on my weddings but um it's just it's just because i get so i find it so difficult to blog a wedding because you want it to sound good well therein lies half the problem john in the fact that if it's not something that's easy for you to do you have to question the purpose for doing it but you do it for like your seo and uh things like that perceived seo because how do how do we know well, I think I think what know, in, what I find interesting about people that create media is if you are a standalone small business now, you you are kind of pushed to have a blog, a podcast, um, Instagram, Twitter, mm. do videos, and the problem is if what you do is not incredibly interesting, how can you? I've got to be careful here, right? Because I don't think you should ever tell people they can't do something. Um, that's that. That's not true. If, if people have got the, if people have got a desire to do something, yeah, you have to honour that and respect it. Yeah, I get that. Fair dues. But if you're working with people and you're around people that you can trust and that you know will take feedback in a, an effective way, you sometimes have to question whether they should be doing that. Yeah, based on factors. Yeah, and some of the factors that I see is really. You've got a subject there which has not got a lot of mileage in it. You, no. you know, there's a couple of people that blog about things like, you know, within the legal profession. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck's going to listen to that unless you're in the legal but profession? A lot of the people that blog about the stuff from legal professions, they're actually sending the blogs out to get written by someone else. The, the point I'm making with this is you have to come up with a format that allows you to be more about having content that's easy to produce because you're documenting rather than creating yeah and this is the one thing although gary venichuk is a little is a little bit sweary and a little bit american and a bit too in your face for me it's the one thing he's constantly said which i've always believed in is you've got to document not create right so on a morning when i do my instagram every morning as you've said and clearly 
the positive feedback you gave me, it's become boring. I get that. Um, is that every morning there's a picture of me with a selfie of, of me running. Yeah. Because I'm documenting that's what I did that day. Right. Okay. I don't decide, oh, I've got to do a, a video, a picture of me with a hat on today in a field somewhere. No. And if you can do something that's got that more feel to that documenting, and we've talked about this a lot, you are a, you are not a photographer. No, I'm a documentary photographer. You could document a photographer. You yeah. tell pictures and stories. You tell stories through pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think if you if you are going into something, don't be rushing into this idea of I've got to do a podcast because people say I should. Well, hang on. Have you got the skill set for that? Yeah, yeah. Can you hold a conversation for one hour with somebody? Yeah. Can you say something interesting? Yeah. You know, have you got the ability to sound okay on microphone or not? Mm. Same when you're doing video. Mm. Social media at the moment has got something come on it, which I have to, I've been wanting to have this conversation with somebody for a while because it, 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 it really, of all the things I've seen happen in the last five years on social media, and I've seen it all happen. I've seen Facebook going to start, then Instagram came along and then Snapchat came along and YouTube became a thing. Mm. But the one that I am most concerned about is TikTok. TikTok. Mm. I think it's got the potential to really fuck some people up. Do you think so? Isn't it mainly for kids, though? <laughs> Do you know there's a high percentage of people on there now of a certain age, females over 40. Really? And John, you know I'm no... I'm I'm no kind of prude and I'm, I'm not easily offended and I'm I'm no, I'm not offended at all and I can put up with most things. But when you've got women over the age of forty talking and singing songs about being sluts, I have to question their fucking yeah. sanity. Yeah. It's mental. Yeah, and there's people on there and and what my concern is is. Because we grew up in the time when media was not as popular, yeah, our life wasn't recorded like it was. You'd have some photographs you as a kid, yeah. You'd have the odd, maybe the odd video in the later eighties, early nineties of some Christmas party, yeah. If you are now growing up and you are under the age of twenty, yeah, your entire life from the minute you went to this earth is genuinely going to have been. Recorded somewhere. I know. And you ain't got no choice over that. No, no, no. Because mummy and daddy have decided that little picture of Tabitha, yeah. with no pants on, it's sand, yeah. is nice to put onto Facebook. Yeah. The idea that, you know, there's Johnny with his new with his new set of teeth or looking mm. with him with his new glasses he's got. And, oh, you know, you got a prize at school for not shitting yourself today. Yeah. You know, there you go, there's a prize. We're going to put that onto Facebook. You have no choice over this. No. I no. think this is very dangerous. Oh, I think social media now, is dangerous. TikTok is allowing young people to go on there and literally some of the stuff I think is just plain, plain wrong. Really? <laughs> There's there's people on there doing some daft stuff, physically daft stuff, as in some dangerous stuff, jumping over walls and 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 doing things. Yeah. But the worrying thing for me is there seems to be a massively high percent of young women, very scantily dressed, I must say, just checking the bodies about. These kids can't be any more than fourteen or fifteen. Really. Right. Instagram, I think, has created a world where people now have got massive body issues because of oh, what's yeah, posted on there. Yeah. yeah. And if we're not careful, this this idea that that's what media is, yeah, because we can create it easily, is is I think going to start messing with people's mental health in a much much bigger oh, way. Yeah, I yeah. fear for the mental health of of my children's generation, and yeah. I think you will all at some point be able to be fingered, pointed straight back at social media. Oh, absolutely, I think that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think people have, can't communicate anymore, especially teenagers. 
They just can't communicate. Well, they, they, they don't can, say thank you. They don't say anything. It's like they communicate in a different way. They communicate in a different medium. Because what happens now is people like that. George, George didn't ring me and say, "Dad, can you send me yeah, some yeah. money?" Yeah. He he does something which, in itself, there's a sinister side to this. <clears throat> Firstly, he makes the assumption because you only ever do things based on your map of the world, how you see the world. Mm. He makes the assumption that a I'm near a phone. Right. To answer the text message. Yep. Secondly, even if I'm near the phone, I'm available to pick the phone up. Yeah. So he sees no problem in potentially interrupting something I'm doing. Yeah. To ask the question. Yeah. Where, you know, what if I didn't answer? What if I'm out running? What if I'm out with the client? What if I'm out doing something and can't answer the phone? Mm -hmm. They don't even contemplate that. And the reason yeah. they don't contemplate it, John, is because they are available oh, yeah. 24 That's 7. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the minute we allow that to happen, that you have got accessibility every single minute of every single day, mm. ever, that's going to affect your health. Business are doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. I was in a group and I was listening to people saying, you know, how much time we're taking off over Christmas? You know, I'll be working on Christmas Eve and then I might be around Christmas, uh, Christmas Day. But I'm thinking, are you out of your fucking minds? Mm. Yeah. Where is our time to relax, get away from it? That's it, yeah. And because we've got this obsession with media now, you know, we're putting stuff on, which is garbage. It's like there's pictures of stuff that goes on to, to, to Facebook. You think, why have you put that picture on? Yeah. yeah. You're having a sandwich. Mm. Well, what next? I was getting direct messages about someone who were interested about me photographing her wedding at 11 o'clock last night. I was like, and it's just direct messages through Instagram. But you, you th something like that, you want to respond quite quickly because you want to get in the, you know they're in buying mode and then that's when you want to get them. But. So again, how much of our behaviour, whether it be online or otherwise, is based on the fact we have uh, one eye on the potential income stream. Mm. Yeah. I've decided now I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bust my me, me website up and become ridiculous. Yeah. You know, but I am going to start toning that up. I don't talk like that. I don't no. behave like that. No, no, no. And the reality is the people that I do talk to or listen to me speak or people that I work with in a one-to-one -one capacity, they don't hire mild-mannered Gareth Boot. No. They don't want me to tell them kind of politically correct stories. No. They want a different version of me, which is realistically... Kick up the arse. It is a kick up the arse because some... I'm a, I'm a great believer and you need that. I'm, I've got empathy for people. I understand people have got some big problems. Yeah. I mean, I've just had a conversation this morning with somebody. I mentioned it to you. you know, yeah, yeah. This is a young man that's in some serious health condition I now. And I, I'm very, I feel very sad. But there's an element that realises that you have to be empathetic to people's problems, but we can't continue to wrap people up in cotton wool. No, no, absolutely not. Because all this yeah, stuff yeah. that's happened recently is yeah. that the more we do something, there's a, there's a term out now called being woke. Have you heard about this? Don't think about that one. It's no. where people, it's like they're so politically incorrect, it's untrue. Right. And it's not working. Yeah. Everything we've done to try to solve a problem yeah. has gone the other way. Of course it has. Like we did mention this coronavirus thing. You know, I don't know where this coronavirus came from we do know where it came from it yeah. came place them in china yeah. and there seems to be a lot of word out there saying that this is because these were eating animals they shouldn't have been eating right yeah you know and and, and then if you say anything about that so we shouldn't be doing this you then if you then start to have a negative outlook towards somebody who might be oriental or chinese then you're being racist mm. well hang on a minute here if you're walking through wakefield and somebody now walks past me that's chinese i have to question that 
I'm not saying I'm, and that's nothing to be racist. I'm just questioning why, what, where's this coronavirus going? What's going to happen? I do. Yeah. I think it is a lot of scaremongery. Yeah, of course it is. But because we can't say anything that's not proper, even on social media, there's no such thing anymore as free speech. No. Because if you, if your free speech is, I believe every single person can choose their own sexuality. Yeah. That's yeah. your opinion. Yeah. Okay. That is an opinion that is shared by a lot of people. Yeah. I've got to say, I would share that opinion. I think that's fine. I've been booted off t- Twitter a few times for what I've said. Right, but, <laughs> but is, is, that, is it not true to say that you saying that is your opinion and that is you is. saying free speech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you then turned it around and says, anybody that has sex with somebody of the same sex is evil, they're going to go to hell. It's not, it's not in line with the Bible beliefs I have. Right. That is seen as hate speech. Right. But it's the same thing. It's free speech. Yeah. So hate speech, I get that, why people don't want that there. Yeah. But we are starting to get to a stage now where people are starting to edit the media and decide what's okay and not okay. Yeah. And I think that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. So we should all have the opinion to create the media we want to create, but we should be mindful of the media we're creating. Is it any good? Mm. So if you are a business... Or you are an individual that wants to do a podcast because you just genuinely want to talk to a microphone and have a chit-chat with your friends or you want to talk about a subject you're interested in, that's fine. But don't be pushed into that because somebody says you have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to somebody's, somebody, um, we potentially might both know, um, so we won't mention any names. I've listened I, to something they produced. I have an idea of that, maybe. And it was rubbish. Really? I, it just was. Yeah. And... That the, it was, it just wasn't good. I'm sorry. Right. And again, I'm not going to say anything. They, they might no, be in no, early no. stage of doing this. They might, yeah. they might get better. But if you're going to try to copy the format, which is let's find somebody interesting or somebody that knows about something and talk about that, I am tired of putting video or podcasts on the way somebody's interviewing somebody and all the person that's been interviewed is doing is spending 25, 30, 40, 50 minutes trying to sell their services of how yeah, good they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's where I'm missing out on it. Yeah, so if you're looking for a photographer... <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for a photographer, you're at johnsteelcommercial.com. Yeah, that's yeah, but fair. The, the thing is, you the majority of your work comes when people interact with you in an actual way. Yes, it does. Yeah. And you're right. What speaks when you talk through a camera is your pictures. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you could, you, could do, you could do a podcast, but I wouldn't say you should. No. Because <laughs> you make a great desk guest, you won't make a particularly good host. It's not your style either. Hey, you don't know. I reckon I could be good if I put my mind to it. But why would you Why would you want to be good at that when actually what you're excellent at is photography? That is it, yeah. That's because if you, that. if you, I suppose what I'm saying is there's this, there's a term in, we've all heard, Try to be a jack of all trades and master of none. That's it. That's terrible advice. Of course it is. Become a master at something. Yeah, yeah. So this idea now, we have to control media. Just because you can create it doesn't mean you should. No, no. Absolutely. So like you say, you know, we we often do this when we look at other photographers' websites and you just have this way of saying, that's just pants. That's just shy. <laughs> and actually, you're right. Hello. And you know why you're right, because when it comes to it, you're very good at that. But... Yeah. Because somebody else in the photography world has got maybe a bit more of a, of a, of a way with words. Oh, yeah. Or they're a bit more at putting on that image yep. that we talked about and yep. bullshit that we put on social media. Yep. They get the work. That's enough. Yeah. So it's not a fair world. No. But we have to remember that that media side of it is 
is is worrying, and that's why I say I get worried about um, certainly TikTok. Yeah, and Instagram is is again a bit of worry because a lot of people are getting their opinion of what the world is based on somebody else's media. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That we again, is it fake news or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting yeah. for me talking of fake news. We've just we've got this American presidency thing happening again shortly where. We've got Bernie Sanders kicking around now and Donald Trump, and they go to the polls in, in, in November this year. All right. And if you think about the one thing that's constantly gone on throughout, the word that Donald Trump has, you know, the, 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 the statement is mentioned more times than anything else. Fake news. Fake yeah. news. Yeah. You've got to be very careful because we don't know what's fake or real anymore. We don't know what's real. And fake. we certainly know what's fake or real on social media. So when I, when I know that there are a number of people I know that is putting stuff on social media, which is just pants and rubbish. Yeah. It's not all they are underneath. No, no. There's some people out there putting on this image, there's something they're not. And especially when sometimes the thing behind what they are yeah. is quite sinister. Yeah. If that's something with people I know, how what percentage-wise is that on social media? Mm. Mm. What do you think the next big thing is going to be, John, in media? Do you think there's anything else now? We've got podcasts, we've got YouTube. Do you think there's anything else that's going to start to manifest itself videos video is your next big thing and it? it's it's been coming for ages um i don't know how storytelling videos but um yeah it's just video isn't it video is where it's at i i, I think where it's going to go i think people now have got a little bit tired of the vlog concept yeah yeah some guy selfie camera yeah. talking to camera walking around the town yeah i, I think that's at its day it has, yeah. And the yeah. people that made, made it big on that, they've done very well. They've done very, very well. But the problem now is what people do is they're jumping onto that bandwagon yeah. when the bandwagon's already left oh, out. Yeah, of course it has, absolutely. So I think even even now with podcasting, I think this channel's been going a, a, a while now. I think in another two or three years' time, it'll become like YouTube. There'll be just so much out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There weren't that many podcasts going back five years, not many. Because podcasts no. weren't a thing. It didn't really take no, off, I you know. Because you, you could listen to Apple Podcasts quite mm. a long time ago. Yeah. Nobody did. Yeah. Then somebody took on. I think what people... I think the way we need to go with video is to start to create more shorter storytelling videos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with this. I think a lot of people have started that. Um, and it makes you want, it makes you want to watch them, really. Yeah. But again, if if you are if you if you have the ability to make something look like the opening sort of title from you know the Avengers movies, yeah, and then you find out that when all the music drops down, the smoke's disappeared, and out of the back's coming a plumber. Yeah, I was talking about how we can mend your toilet faster. Well, yeah, that's what'll happen. Yeah, the ability to create these things. Yeah. Do you think um, photography is going to go a different way? Because that's your industry. Where do you think it's going to go? I ain't got screw do, to be honest. Because um, your stuff now, you, I mean, you've been saying you were a documentary photographer for a few years. Yeah. And it, and that seems to be becoming more of a term that I'm seeing used. I don't know if it is, really. Um, I don't know. I think the photography is going to turn into video. I think Didn't that's what will happen? I think so. There must always be a place for a still. Well, you would have thought so, but... Um, I'm not sure if there is, you know, and new cameras are coming out and yeah, I don't know is the answer. I don't know why people want stills anymore. I think weddings, weddings will always be stills rather than video. Um, business people, I think people want, people are so time starved now. Again, 
because of social media and stuff, no one's got an attention span. So everyone wants everything really quick. <clears throat> so I think the way I'm going to go is to do everything shorter, short bursts, instead of going half day. It's like do an hour with someone, you know, and try and create. I think photography is, is a good way to generate content. So I need to focus on more content building for people. Um, and yeah, like, like well, say, do you not do you not story. see a, do you not see a place for you to show people how to take more effective photographs? Because the one thing I would say is even if if you if you are going to go down the route of doing podcasting, or you're going to do video, or you're going to do photography, or you're going to write, mm. it, it would help you to learn some basics. Like you know, within photography, there are certain rules in photography that never change. They haven't changed since photography was no, invented. No, I think I think that is a case. I've I've seen someone who's on Facebook and she's advertising how to take a picture on your phone. And do you think that's a good thing? Or do you, do you not agree with that? I don't know. I think phones are getting blooming good. No, but do you, do you think this idea of um, somebody sort of showing you how to use something, because I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all, if, if the price is right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the, the, the picture that she shows on this Facebook ad. Won't be from a phone. Sorry? Would it not be from no, a phone? No, it won't be from a phone, but everyone's there using the phone and they're all photographing the hands and it says, ooh, if you want to know what these people are up to, then come and book on my course. And the only way, the only thing they're doing is they're looking the at the light because you look at your light, your hand to see how the light catches and you just turn your hand. Um, and she's like, ooh, it's really clever. It's like, well, no, because we all do that. You know? But that, that, again, is how marketing works. Yeah, of course and, it is. And because it's a clever way to market. It, well, it, is, it is a clever way of marketing. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the one thing now that you can buy, people trying to sell you these apps that you can put a photograph in and it will animate the photograph oh, or right. make it into 3D. Yeah. And I have to say, I saw one done the other day. It just looked rubbish. It just basically just looked, it didn't look right. Yeah, yeah. People are so obsessed now with trying to stay relevant, trying to make money. Guess because we've run out of industry. Oh, yeah. Service industries are there. People have got cheaper. Everyone's yeah. trying to get cheaper and cheaper. Everyone's yeah. worried about missing a trick. Yeah. And it's like she's doing is encouraging people to spend more and more time on social media, trying to create I know, media. I know. And it's making us somewhat neurotic. It is. And it if is. we can't see this. So what's happening with our kids on social media, which I think is very, very bad. I think it's got the potential to affect their mental health in a huge way. Yeah. And don't blame other factors. You know, don't say, well, you know, they've got a lot of pressure with this or pressure with that. We had the same pressures going up. Yeah, yeah. The reality is we were, I do believe, while there were still mental health issues around and there still are people in our age group have them. Yeah. I think the resilience of young people is being knocked because you're constantly battered with something that's trying to take your attention. Yeah. And kids cannot simply sit down and do bugger all anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think when the minute you start to look at that, that's what's happening with kids and we can kind of see that as parents. Yeah. But if you step back away from the business world and look at what the business world is doing, it's just as daft oh, yeah. as what the kids are doing. Yeah. Slow this shit down. Yeah, yeah. If you are very good at doing what you're doing, why, why would a, uh, why would a plumber need a podcast? Yeah. Why? What are you going to talk about? Now it's I can see. I tell you what, a plumber would be want... really good at YouTube channel. Yeah. Imagine if you had a plumber on there that said, "This is how you change your taps in your bathroom." Have there are plumbers on there? Exactly. Because, That's know. where they should be. That's a great medium for them. Not yeah. the same in podcast. No, no. If you've got somebody who is maybe um, 
like Sue. I mean, Sue's yoga podcast became very popular because people like to listen to the concept, the calmness, the bit. And I also put a bit of music on the back. Yeah. The reason we do that anymore is some of the music I put on people didn't. You know, I got pulled for using. Uh, You've got to be so careful. You have. So I think it's all about using the media that works for you, but don't get tied in with you have to do everything. Do the bit that works for you, gives you what you want. I think you're right. For you, the medium that works best for you is that photography. There's a photograph. And when that comes on Instagram and it comes on my timeline, I think, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because people see it. There's no way you could blog about that. You could blog no, around no. it. Yeah, yeah. You could blog the theory of it. Yeah. Like our, you know, our, like Rianne, we, you know, the the artist we both know, you know, Rianne, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. You know, her best way to get, the best medium for her to use, to get people to use her more, would be either video, there's yeah. me playing it, yeah. or SoundCloud, yeah, listen yeah. to me playing it. Of course it is. Yeah. And I think you've got to, you've got to try to go down that route. Yeah. But I see, see some people now just doing stuff and I just think you've no idea how going back, looking back at this in a two or three time, you're going to just look silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're absolutely. creating this rod for your back. Yeah. I mean, goodness me, John, it, it's now probably eight weeks since I deleted my, the better 24-7 Facebook page. Right. I can't tell you how stress-free that time has been, not oh, having yeah, yeah. to post every day. Of course it is. Now, Instagram, interestingly... I hadn't posted anything on Instagram for months. Right. And now I've posted every day for 55 days. Yeah. Do you know how easy that is? Dead easy. Because yeah. I'm just documenting what I'm doing. Of course it is. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know we've been at this one hour and 24 minutes, John? I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. World of media. World of media. And storytelling. And we've had the touch to have a... I think it's such a big, expansive um, world of, of media what what can you touch I think we've talked about the main things if yeah. you're any good at writing write a blog if you're good at talking do a podcast if you're good at doing stuff where you look good on camera do a video yeah but make sure what you're talking about at least it's got some element of interest or not yeah yeah. I yeah. think this is almost for us the fact we talk we just chat shit for an hour and 24 minutes actually therein lies the, the that's the method that's it we should have really what we should have done if you listen to what the podcasters tell you we should have a list of points to go through should do shouldn't we and we should have we should have wrote that down we should have bullet points and we should have structure should have had things to sell as well right. what uh, can we sell I don't know John Steele Photography nah have you got any deals in at the moment don't know any buy one get one freeze <laughs> don't know that what, buy one wedding get one free buy one wedding get one free <laughs> yeah, yeah got loads of them yeah yeah. We should mention you though, it's all been right. You come on, I do appreciate your time. I always like chatting to you. So if, if you are after a photographer, give him a look. You know, check out John Steele Photography. You'll find him on Instagram. He's got a nice, uh, some nice stuff on there. I mean, still doing Instagram stories, by the way, your little dad jokes. Nah, it got too much. Exactly. You bought into it, John. You see, even like, the mighty John Steele got dragged in. I know, I did. Do it's it like, every day, John. You can do it every day. It was hard work. Oh, Thinking of a dad joke every, every day. single day. It's got, easy at first two or three. But then when Google runs out of shit to tell you, you have to go digging deeper. No, it's like my stuff. That's the thing. I didn't even go Googling. That was stuff in my head. Anyway, so. you, they should check you out. You're a good photographer. Check out John yeah, Steele yeah. Photography on Instagram. Or have a look on Facebook. He's got some good stuff on there. And if you are in the locality of uh, the Yorkshire, West Yorkshire area, he's, um, he's a good guy to know and a good guy to get involved. Is Whether it's right? a wedding. Uh, People. Anything to do with people. Where, people. where people is, John can be with a camera and he will absolutely people, people, document, people. in many ways, your day, your special event, and you'll be blown away. That's it, isn't it? Right, that's episode eight. 
Yes, we'll be back. It's we'll been be emotional. Always is. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you'd already subscribed, please consider doing so. And um, if you haven't, give me some of them five-star reviews, please. Come on, I need some more reviews on iTunes. Bring them on. Bring them on. Thank you for listening. Any questions, let me know at gathboo.com. And until the next podcast, take care. <laughs>